We welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. We give the Lord Jesus a hand clap of praise and we say hallelujah to the Lamb of God. We are excited to be back with you on the I Believe in Jesus radio broadcast. We thank the Lord for this great and effectual door that he has opened unto us to be able to speak the truth to our brothers and sisters around the world, to speak truth to the lost in hopes that they will repent of not believing in Jesus or not accepting him as their personal Savior. And we give thanks unto the Lamb of God for the provision that he has given all human, all human beings, and that is the opportunity to be saved. We're bringing you a word today about the narrow way that is spoken about in Matthew chapter 7. And if you have your Bibles out there, Glory to God, then open them up to Matthew 7. I'll be speaking the scriptures of uh, verses 13 and 14, expounding on what the Lord has shown me and what He has been dealing with my heart about in these end times. So could we bow our heads right now in unity, all the believers, all the born-again believers around the world? Isn't that a marvelous vision? When we stop and think about the radio programs that preach truth that go out to our brothers and sisters, that we will never meet here on earth, but one day we will in glory. It's a beautiful vision to think of heads bowed around the world, getting ready to pray in one faith, in one mind, and in one accord, coming into the throne room, acknowledging Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as the Savior the Messiah, the soon coming King, the Lord of Lords, and the King of Kings, a great and mighty potentate. The church, we're going into the presence of God together. Oh, we may speak a different language. We may come from a different culture. We may be a different color in our skin, but we are one in the Spirit of God if we are born again through faith in what Jesus Christ did on Calvary. Lord, we come to you as one, as the body of Christ, and we ask that the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost would come and rest upon me, that, Lord, it would be nothing of me and everything of thee. Oh, Lord, I pray that today the word of God will once again go forth will not be void but it will fulfill the purpose for which you send it I pray that the lost will be saved I pray that the lame will walk I pray that the saint that is weary will be refreshed I pray that their ears are opening and their eyes are opening I pray for the body of Christ to have the spirit of wisdom the spirit of revelation and the eyes of understanding I pray that as one Lord God we become more like you each and every day I pray that the body of Christ come in to the fullness of you Jesus that your full mature life be manifest through the body Lord I bind the enemy from my brothers and sisters that are in trials and adversity and afflictions and I ask that you would release your anointing through the presence of the Holy Spirit and all that are sick would be healed any that are physically blind 
blind, their eyes would be open, any deaf ears, their ears would be open, any lame that cannot walk would begin to rise up and would be healed immediately. Lord, I don't have to see it to believe it, for faith is believing in what I cannot see. I ask you with faith in the written word, your own word, your spoken word, that miracles take place as the preaching of the gospel comes forth. And we will give you all praise, Jesus. All praise on this program. All honor, all glory goes unto you, Jesus. Our names are not important. Your name is. Your name is the blessed name, Jesus. Your name is above all names, Jesus. And we come together to enjoy the manna that you have given to us this day. We give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory. In your holy name, Jesus, amen. And the church says amen all around the world. We come into agreement. Matthew seven thirteen and 14. Because straight is the gate, narrow is the way, which leads unto life, and few there be that find it. Wow, that's verse 14 makes us think about the narrow way, doesn't it? Means that few are going to find the truth. There are few of them are going to find the real way. Now, I remind you that in the book of John, Jesus said, I am the truth, I am the way, and I am life. So Jesus is saying there's going to be few that find the real Jesus. Verse 13 talks about the broad way. That's the wrong way to go. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be which go therein. We want to be sure that we, as the children of God, remain, hallelujah, on that narrow way. Narrow, the word narrow means... Um, a dictionary definition of it means lacking tolerance, characterized by painstaking care, a detailed examination, limited in size or scope. It's not wide or broad. So Jesus is describing following him as a very narrow way. He has absolutely no tolerance for sin. His way is characterized by painstaking care. I'd say that describes what Jesus Christ did on Calvary. And the detailed examination would cause us to remember what Apostle Paul said to the church, that we should examine ourselves. And that literally means go into the presence of God in the secret place and ask God to examine you. That's how you as believers... Examine yourself. You go into the secret place and say, Jesus, show me what's really in my heart. I'll tell you what, if believers begin to do what they're supposed to do in that avenue, there'd be less judgment, less offenses in the church. Because when we see what we are, how can we be critical of another? I know speaking of myself, when Jesus' light shines in me, I fear and tremble because I see how wicked I am without him. I see that I am capable of all sin. 
I may not have committed all sin, but did you hear what I said? In the presence of a holy God, in that narrow way, God's light will shine and he will show us that we are a wretched sinner, that we are capable of all sin. So how can we stone a brother? How can we stone a sister? We need to see them and esteem them higher than ourselves. And that will get rid of all judgmental, self-righteous prideful spirits in the church we will be afraid to touch another one that is saved because if you hurt another christian that means you have literally hurt the body of christ you have hurt him amen so on that narrow way, we can begin to have that reverent fear of Christ himself because of his holiness. It's a reverent attitude on the narrow way. Paul said again that he had to die daily to self. If you're on that narrow path, a good way to know it is are you, do you see Jesus Christ giving you the grace to deny yourself? Are you picking up your cross? And to pick up the cross, I believe, is to deny the flesh, to be sure your flesh is under subjection. We want to stay on that narrow way. It says straight is that gate. That means there's no crooked paths in Jesus' narrow way. He comes and straightens out those crooked paths, those selfish ways. Those prideful ways, those rebellious ways, those passions of the flesh, the, des the desires to follow the fleshly appetites, the, the lusts of the flesh, the pride of life. Oh my, the lust of the eye, wanting things, glory to God more than we want God. Many things can be spoken of on the narrow way. Today we want you to understand that Jesus is speaking to you and reminding you. Be sure you haven't left the narrow way. Be sure you're following the real Jesus. There are many gospels out here but always remember church there's only one true gospel and Jesus set this this foundation when he said deny yourself pick up your cross and follow me glory to God that's our that's our foundation if we want to follow the real Jesus and we can't be in control of anything our opinions are worthless we need God's opinion we need to follow the word of God we need to honor the word of God we need to fear and tremble at the mention of his name amen deny yourself daily keep your flesh under subjection paul talked about many times ways shapes and forms how we need to mortify this flesh he also said that if he had to he'd beat his flesh into subjection i mean paul didn't give this flesh the opportunity to live as soon as it tried to rise up he took authority over it in the name of jesus and through faith in the written word of what christ had done on calvary we need to resist if we're on the narrow way we need to resist temptation when it comes and remember that jesus said in first corinthians through a Apostle Paul, that he has made a way of escape for all temptation. Turn to Jesus, run to the cross, deny your wicked thoughts, deny your retaliating flesh that wants to get even with someone who's hurt you or someone that you love. Deny the temptation to follow that evil work. 
because that's the flesh. You deny yourself, pick up the cross. The cross is the death of the flesh. Jesus on Calvary, when the veil was rent, made away through the shed blood. Death running down Calvary. Can't you just see him running down, that blood running down Calvary when that veil was split. He not only gave us the power to take authority over demonic spirits, but he gave us the power through faith in his blood and everything that he did on that cross that we can overcome through him. Even this wicked flesh, your tongue can be bridled. If you're on the narrow way, you are aware that your tongue is the smallest member, but it is the most wicked. The words you speak either bring death or they bring life. Are you on the narrow path? Are you following the real Jesus? Yield your members unto righteousness. Watch in all things. Walk with care. Go through, you're going to go through much tribulation. When you do remember the sweet words of Jesus in John 16, 33, he said, in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Jesus is going to get you to the other side. Don't turn back. You can get off that narrow path in the time of crisis real easy. You can look to your own ways to try and get out of the trial. You can turn to yourself quicker than anything else and you can form another Jesus in your heart. When you're tempted to sin, if you yield to the sin, then you're forming a strange God in your heart. If you justify that sin, Jesus, the real Jesus, never, never winks at sin. Are you following the real Jesus? Are you on the narrow path? The truth has not changed. The real truth. Jesus said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. Somebody's hearing the word. Somebody's falling on their knees somebody's repenting somebody's eyes spiritually are being opened to see that without them knowing the enemy has caused them to justify sin with this evil uh, doctrine that's going around that I'm weak I'm only human God understands that of course he understands it but he made a way of escape he went to the cross. He never winks at your sin. Somebody's repenting. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. There's some repentance going on right now. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. You're hearing. You're taking heed to what the Spirit of God is saying. Some of you are seeing your superficial pride. Some of you are seeing your self-righteousness that you have judged the body of Christ and when you do that judgment's coming back on you whatever you accuse a brother and sister of glory to God you better you better know that same judgment's coming back on you that's the word of God you need to pray for them when you see a fault you need to intercede for them glory to God you don't ever need to put yourself up above them because remember you and I and every human being is capable of every sin Glory to God. If it were not for the grace of God, we'd be doing the greatest wickedness that ever was created. Hallelujah. On that narrow way, you will be obedient. If you've made a vow to God, you'll fear and tremble at not keeping that vow. You will fear and tremble at the thought of disobedience 
obedience because the blessings of God come through obedience. Oh my, we must keep on that narrow way a repentive attitude. We must know that we hate sin. We must be in the attitude where we see the wickedness of the world and we want no part of it. That we will not fellowship with darkness. For we have heard the word of God that says light has no fellowship with darkness. What we're supposed to do with darkness is speak truth. We're supposed to shine the light. We're supposed to show them that there is a way, glory to God, that is holy. On that narrow path, you will see Jesus Christ doing a work in you. He will be uprooting every root, and many are the roots of selfishness. Our sin nature is completely selfish. It wants self on the throne. But let me tell you, Jesus hasn't changed. On that narrow way, you will hear the voice of the Holy Ghost saying, Jesus is either going to be Lord of everything, body, soul, and spirit, or he'll be Lord of none. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. How much is he Lord in your life? Are you on the narrow way? Or have you chosen the broad way? Remember it says that there are many on the broad way. Because straight is the gate, narrow is the way, and there be few that find it. Well, on the broad way it says that it's wide and it leads to destruction. And there are many there, glory. And many there be which go in thereat. Don't go through the wrong gate gate don't go through that broad way that compromises waters down the word of God makes excuses for sin justifies it because when you do do you hear the voice of God you have are following some God that is strange to the real God you have formed another Jesus you may call your God Jesus but he is not going to change he's holy his ways are holy and we need to recognize how subtle the enemy comes to cause us to justify sin the minute we do, we follow another Jesus. We create a strange God. How many times in the Word of God? I wish I would have studied and counted it up. How many times in the Word of God does God say, Do not follow strange gods? We have an image that we think we would have to go out here and make a, a golden calf. Or we would have to bow to a wooden statue or something. No, God said, don't make a strange God in your heart. Don't follow your own ways. Because when you do, you're serving another God. You're not serving the real one. May the Lord do a work in us. Broad is that way. Amen. And it's the way that's going to lead them right into the pit of hell. We want to make it. We don't want to take for granted our salvation, church. We need to stay in wa on watch in all things. Amen. The real disciple of Christ has been looked upon as, a, as an unfashionable character. You're going to be a peculiar people. You're going to taste the bitterness of much betrayal, much rejection. Not a whole lot of people going to want to flock around you. The only people that are going to really want to be around you are not the sinners. If sinners want to be around you, I'd have to get down on my face and check it out. I must be showing up too much and Jesus isn't. Because sinners would listen to Jesus, but they couldn't hang out long with him. They either repented or they got out of his presence because the truth, glory to God, will either bring that repentance or they will have to run and fall away 
If you are on that way, don't expect to be win a popularity contest on the narrow way. You shouldn't even want one. You should desire, if you're on that narrow path, to lift up the name of Jesus, wanting him glorified. You go witness to sinners. You go tell them of the right way. You speak truth to them. You live a holy life before them. Let them see Jesus live in you. But we have absolutely no common ground for fellowship. Oh, these are some of the questions that we need to ask ourselves to know if we are on that narrow way. Why do we go to church? Why do we go into the secret place? Why do we obey the word? Why do we give of our finances? Why do we give of our time? Are we doing what Romans 12, 1 says? And that's presenting our body as a holy living sacrifice unto God, which is only our reasonable service so that we might know the will of God. Are we doing this? Are we wanting people to see us are we wanting people to to lift our name up are we wanting to be known that God uses us all of these questions provoke us to thought on and God knows it all I'm turning to Proverbs chapter 5 and verse 21 with this thought for the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord and he ponders all his goings Jesus is watching you right now around the world every one of us Every one of us. Doesn't that just make you stop and think about the awesomeness of our God, that he knows everything, he's omnipresent, he has all knowledge, nothing's hidden from him. He sees us in a dark room. Somebody that's listening to this program goes in a dark room. Maybe your bedroom may not be, but I see a dark room. You go in a dark room, you profess Christ, but you're doing something in that room you know is not godly. You, you met your whole church family may not know what you're doing. Your neighbor might not know what you're doing. Your spouse might know what you're doing. But God knows what you're doing. And the Lord's saying to you, you're following another God. You're professing me, but you're following another God. So I say to you this morning, if that is you, glory to God, you need to fall upon your knees and repent. Oh, all of man's ways are known to God. Stop and think about this. Profoundly, Jesus is saying a truth to us today and asking us a question. Oh, he already knows the answer, but sometimes we don't. Luke 1, 79, to give light unto them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. On this narrow path, Jesus will guide us in the way of peace. You know, the scriptures say that the wicked have no peace. The wicked cannot receive peace. Hallelujah. Someone just told me their daughter confessed Christ and she felt such a peace. Well, that's confirmation. God does not give. Woo! He does not give his peace to the wicked. The wicked have no peace. That's a sign of salvation. Hallelujah to the Lamb. If you have no peace, glory to God, hallelujah, examine your ways. Have you left the narrow way? Because that's a promise that he will lead your feet into the way of peace. 
peace that passes all understanding. Amen. I want to go quickly before we close the program into the book of Jeremiah. Hallelujah. I kind of feel a Jeremiah anointing fire shut up in my bones by the Holy Ghost today. And I believe that fire of the word of God is penetrating into your heart and into your life. For the word of God does not go void. Jeremiah 16 and 17 says, For mine eyes are upon all their ways. They are not hid from my face. Neither is their iniquity hid from mine eyes. On the narrow path, Jesus will convict you. And that's a good thing. If you go for days and nights and months and have no conviction, examine yourself. Get down on your face in the presence of God. When I say examine yourself, I need to clarify the meaning of that. Get in the presence of a holy God and say, God, I'm here. I want you to examine me. And I want to know why I'm not under any conviction at all. Because I fall short of the glory of God. Don't stop dealing with me, Lord. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 32 and 19 says this to us. Praise God for his word. Great in counsel and mighty in work, for thine eyes are open upon all the ways of the sons of man, to give everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Now one day, church, when we face Jesus Christ face to face, on the judgment of the saints, glory to God, he's going to give to us just what he said here. He's going to give to everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Oh, my Lord, is your work going to be burnt? Is it going to be burnt like hay, wood, or stubble? Or is it going to endure the judgment of God? Are your ways clean before the Lord? Are you walking with God? Are you walking uprightly? Do you desire holiness in your life? Do you desire Jesus Christ to do a new thing in you today? Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. As we close, let's bow our head. Ask the presence of the Lord to come, shine in our heart, and begin to show us. Uh, hallelujah, if we're on the broad way, um, if we've slipped out of the vine, uh, and we think we're still in it, on that narrow path, um, and let us ask Jesus right now. Lord, I'm praying. I feel this broadcast. Lord, God will always be used uh, to give an invitation to the lost to accept Christ. Uh, but I feel today, God, such a strong, strong anointing for the body of Christ to get right. Uh, that the Holy Spirit is reaching out to the lukewarm. Uh, that once we're on that narrow path, hallelujah, but have slid uh, into the subtlety and the cunning craftiness of Satan's deceit and they are on the broad way they think they're on the narrow way they're following another Jesus they've formed another God they've justified their sin oh Lord I pray for them I pray for the body of Christ uh, that has slid into the lukewarm state of mind uh, I pray that you convict them right now and I pray almighty God that they be repenting and crying out save me Lord I'm a wretched sinner I've slipped away I backslid I've been deceived 
Lord, that they'll go and lay before you and say, Lord, deliver me from this secret sin. What we might think is secret, and we have been reminded, may be secret from mankind, but it's not hidden from the face of God. Lord, if their tongues, God, have spoken evil, oh my, you hate sowing discord. You hate it. It's one of the seven things you list, specifically that you hate bearing false witness witness against a brother or sister sowing discord lying lips Lord whatever it might be I pray right now God for deliverance I ask that you release the anointing of your spirit upon those Lord God that were once walking close to you and Lord I pray for the lost if you're out there listening to the broadcast I'm giving you an invitation to come into the into the body of Christ if you've never confessed Jesus Christ as the Son of God, the Savior of the world, and right now you've listened, you've felt a presence you're not familiar with. It's the presence of a holy God. His name is Jesus. I ask you right now to bow your heart before God who will be faithful and He will be just and He will forgive your sins. All you have to do is say, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of of the living God you have died on Calvary for me you shed your blood you gave your life as that sacrifice oh that I put my faith in you and what the Bible says you've done for me and I repent of all my sins uh, and I accept you Lord Jesus as my personal Savior come into my heart uh, and I surrender my life to you and deliver me from the works of darkness hallelujah to the Lamb somebody gave their life to God we praise you Jesus we thank you Jesus we adore you Jesus we pray that you strengthen the body of Christ and we pray that they will go forth and break this bread that they've received to many others multiply multiply this bread multiply this bread you children of God you've heard it now go forth and multiply it spread it around feed everybody that Christ would have you to feed this truth stay on the narrow way watch walk carefully pay attention to your attitudes pay attention to your behavior glory to God and keep your eyes on the author and the finisher of your faith look towards him soon and very soon is he coming God bless you and Lord willing, if the Lord will, we will be back on the I Believe in Jesus broadcast next Sunday. God bless you. Pray for us as we pray for you. We love you in the Lord. God bless. One day I'll have the opportunity to meet all of you in glory. God bless you.